Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, let's talk basketball right now. ESPN's basketball reporter Kane Pittman is on the line. G'day, Kane. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. No, thank you for your time. Final week, the NBL's regular season. So we've got eight teams still alive in the finals race. As we head in towards this back end of the season, what's your summary of how this season's played out on court? Uh, chaos, I would say, is the best word to describe it. I must admit, early on in the season when it was looking really close and it looked like we had seven or eight teams that were going to compete for this playing tournament, I was kind of sceptical. History generally suggests that the longer the season goes, there is some separation there. And I do think that part of the reason why it stays so close is that it stays so close is that there's been some health stuff. There's been untimely injuries for some teams. New Zealand, for instance, went through their COVID uh, stuff in December and didn't play a lot of games. So I think there's been some reasons why it stayed so close. But ultimately, I do think it's a testament to the league and the talent and the, the quality of the imports that these teams are getting. So uh, ultimately, I don't think the league could have predicted that it was going to be this close. And I'm sure they're absolutely thrilled that we're entering the last weekend with so many different results on the line. Yeah, organised chaos. I mean, it's it's great, isn't it? <laughs> and the, the league is so organised, but you're right. The actual the actual championship itself is is chaotic. So we've got the Kings, Taipans and Breakers, the only three teams locked into the finals. And then you look at the Jack Jumpers, Wildcats, Phoenix United and 36ers playing for a spot. Do you see any surprises coming our way as we head to the finals about who may not be there and who sneaks in? I don't think that the top six is going to change. So the team that we're looking at is Melbourne United on the outside right now. I think there's some percentage stuff there that's going to make it difficult for them. And ultimately, they need the first Wildcats to lose twice in the last weekend at home. And it's interesting because the Sydney Kings, and I'm sure your listeners are fascinated to where they all sit in this picture, but uh, they play Friday night at home and then they have to travel to Perth. The question is, who are they going to send through that game, which could implicate the chances of the Perth Wildcats winning that game and ultimately locking in a play-in spot. We had Andrew Bogut on the jump last night on ESPN, and he seemed to think that they're going to send a pretty strong team over to Perth for that last game. Uh, so that will be fascinating. But I, I think Perth is the team to watch. There's no doubt about that. And if you're a Melbourne United fan, you're desperately hoping that they lose both of these games uh, and then you get a chance to slide in. What about the Kings and their championship defence? Uh, what's impressed you most? I mean, it's very difficult, very, very difficult in any sport to try and go back to back. Yeah, they've been awesome. And, and I actually don't think they've got enough credit for the season that they've had because, as you pointed to, before the season, everyone knows the Kings are the team to beat. Last year was a little bit different. They had a really slow start and they were able to build throughout the season. But this year, really from round one, they've been on the top of the table. They've got a top two offense, a top two defense. And everyone thinks that the Kings, well, they've got a talented team. This is where they should be. But they lost their three imports. They lost the MVP of the league. And they've been able to replace those guys with different types of players, but while still maintaining, particularly the elite defense, obviously Xavier Cooks has gone to another level. So, yeah, part of me thinks they haven't got enough credit. I think they are by far the best team in the league. Now, that doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win the title, but I've got them clearly uh, above these other teams in the league. And last year we saw they didn't lose a game in the postseason. They go in in pretty good form this year as well, and they should feel 
Like they are absolutely the favourites and the best team in it. Away from what's happening in the in the championship chase, we've got the Singapore Slingers again coming into the narrative here from the NBL. Larry Kesselman says, you know, it's probably time to have a good look at them and go global again. They were here before COVID, obviously, and they ended up withdrawing not because of COVID, but because of the the flight costs, essentially back and forth to Australia and New Zealand from Singapore. Do we need this kind of expansion? And if so, if we're going to step out of Asia, Australasia, I should say, is that the destination to take it towards Singapore? It's interesting because I don't think it can be rushed. And I think that can be the the concern with something like this. Do you go straight to an expansion team overseas or do you go to the path of what Brian Gordon has suggested in the past of having this uh, East Asia Super League and potentially having this kind of FA Cup style teams from different countries go over and they play in a kind of a knockout round uh, tournament and then you build it from there and see whether there's enough interest in that market for an NBL team. They've also used Darwin for the preseason cup earlier this year and part of the reason for that is potentially an expansion team in Darwin but also the idea of Darwin being a hub to travel to Asia and different destinations like that. So uh, I'm not sure. I, I would believe, or at least I, I think that if there's going to be an expansion team, it's going to be in Australia first. But I've got no doubt that Asia is the next market outside of Australia that, that they want to go to. And there's good reason for that. It's usually popular, the sport, uh, in that region of the world. So I, I think it's fascinating, but I, I don't see it happening super quickly. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Kane. I think... When you look at expan- expansion, such a tricky thing, and it's mostly about timing. I mean, everyone wants to expand, but it's mostly about timing because if you look at what undoes expansion, it's quite often when you do it. And I think if you're going to go expansion in this league in particular, I'm thinking that you're right. Darwin is a perfect destination to go first because you don't have to go back too far to see that the Singapore Slingers just didn't work. And that was before the world got tipped upside down. So I I tend to agree with you on that one. So just a quick one. Overall, at the moment, when you look at who's left, who's fighting for the finals, who do you think is the standout? Who's going to be there at the end, knocking it down in the decider? I think the Sydney Kings and the New Zealand Breakers. And I think New Zealand, their fate is in their own hands. They've got to win the final two games this weekend. They can move up into second, which means you avoid the playing tournament. It's a really tough building to play in over there in New Zealand. They've been awesome all year. So I think the Kings are in. I think they're a great team on both ends of the floor. And I think over the course of the season, the Breakers have been right there with them. Good on you, Kane. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Kane Pittman there, ESPN's. Basketball reporter, the man across all hoops at ESPN.